Hello and welcome to That's Embarrassing, the pod where each week we hear your embarrassing stories and see what we can learn from them. I'm Louise Gookie and this is Joe Forrester. And Joe, do you want to tell um, everyone about our Patreon? No. Oh, yes, I do. Um, Yeah, so you can go to patreon.com forward slash that's embarrassing. And uh, for as little as £3 a month, you can get access to exclusive bonus content. And to be honest, it just helps support the pod so that we can do things like get equipment at studio time and pay Dom, the editor, and make the podcast better. Yeah, which I think is a wonderful thing to invest your money in. Good. How do people get in touch, Louise? Uh, you can get in touch on Instagram, which is at embarrassingpod. On Twitter, it's embarrassingpc. Or you can drop us an email because we are that professional. It's that's embarrassingpod at gmail.com. Uh, what are we talking about today? Uh, so we're, we've sort of amalgamated two topics. Oh, yes. It's very exciting. Um, so we're going to do job interviews and office parties so two of the situations where we can embarrass ourselves and turns out a lot of you have so louise we've actually had one of our repeat offenders phoebe get in touch Hello, Phoebe. If you want to be a repeat offender, just keep sending in weird stuff, basically. Yeah, keep keep doing embarrassing things. I know it's hard at the moment. Phoebe's doing a callback to... um, Be quiet, Louise. Phoebe's doing a callback to something you said, actually. So she said, I was listening to an old episode and Louise said, girls don't get things stuck inside them. Incorrect, Louise. (laughs) Because I said to Phoebe... What did you get stuck up there? And she said, it's something that's, that's supposed to go up there, but it just got a little bit stuck once. Oh, a tampon. Yeah, well, I, I said a condom, <laughs> but she said, no, she said a, ta- a tampon, yes. Okay, yeah, I retract my words, Phoebe. You're completely right. Things do get stuck up there. It's happened to me. It happens to everyone. Has it? Yeah, and it's really horrible because you have to like properly... Do they? get it out and you pull the string and it makes you talk (laughs) (laughs) that's right good sex education you had joe your mum taught you well oh oh my god me and my mum so never had that conversation (laughs) i mean why would you yeah be careful sweetheart yep i'm good right that's it thank you (laughs) that explains so much doesn't it just um so thank you phoebe for for getting in touch Uh, (laughs) and And honestly, it, we want to kind of build this out so it's not just about the theme of each episode. We just want to hear from you every single time. It's great fun. Um, right. Basically, Joe's getting bored of thinking of topics. Yeah, well, eventually, when we transition this into a chat show, then yeah. I think that's the dream, isn't it? Right. Job interviews. Do you want to start? Yeah, all right. I've got quite a good one from Sarah. Now, she says, I was in a job interview And I wanted to look professional, so I had brought my notepad and pen, which is something I do. Um, And I'd taken it out to make some notes, opened it up, but my boyfriend had decided to draw a penis inside my notebook. So I literally was startled and yelped, and I had to try and explain what had happened, and I ended up telling them the truth. I didn't get the job. <laughs> oh, you know, the, the penis drawing thing. Yes. Do girls have an equivalent? No. Why? 
I don't understand, and this is so universal to men all over the world, drawing willies on things. If you see a blank sheet of paper, or like if you're in a train station, there's like a crisp white wall and someone's painted like a spunking willy. I don't think it's anything funnier. (laughs) I didn't realise this was a thing until I started dating Bart and met you. And yeah, suddenly realised that all the men in my life... Draw penises everywhere. Yeah, it's a thing. What's your obsession? Tell me, Joe. I honestly don't know what it is. And you never, it's not like when you're like 13, 14, you you sort of go, oh, should we start drawing willies? It just starts happening in every school. And it was like, you draw it on your mate's school books, on your mate's bags, like when they're not looking or whatever, you draw it in there. But like, so if the teacher's coming to mark something, that's perfect. Because then when they're not looking, you draw a massive knob all over like their maths homework. So when the teacher comes, it's like, right, how'd you get on? And then opens it up and there's a willy, especially if you have time to do like a flip book. So you draw like a willy in the corner and it's slowly spunking. One of my friends in, like he works in a corporate office and it reached a point where so many of the guys were drawing penises it had become a bit of a running joke that they had to hold a hr meeting and ban it <laughs> there's even that spoof um documentary on netflix where they're trying to catch a vandal who's drawing oh, willies yeah. all over a school it's a thing honestly men all over the world i bet there are eskimos eskimos inuits whatever like i bet they're kind of sorry we definitely don't have any do you know what if there's any inuits listening i'm sorry if i use the wrong terminology also how are you getting a wi-fi connection in the igloo I don't. Do they get Wi-Fi? They can't do, can they? Surely not, unless you put like an antenna and they got like four G. But surely not in the tundra. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know enough about their lifestyle to comment on this in any form. That's amazing. Educated guess. No, you can't. You definitely can't have a Wi-Fi connection because you don't have electricity and stuff in an igloo. I don't know. No, but that's interesting. It's, it just can't be true. It can't. I wonder if you can get five G. That's what I'm thinking because they do. They get those um sort of five G. Anyway, um, but I bet Eskimos on their. But I bet on the outside of their igloos, they are drawing knobs like on their mates' igloos without a doubt. I've got no doubt. (laughs) It's a fascinating thing. It is. It's such. It's such a common thing. Okay, here's a question. Mm. Do you draw? uh, So your version of a penis that Mm. you draw is it based on your penis? No. Or just general? You just have a stereotype of a penis that you draw. It's not based on mine. It's not like anatomically accurate. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Like shape and size? Is it based on No, I've not you? I've not looked down at it like like Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio sketching Kate Winslet in Titanic. Okay, I just wanted to check. Paint me like one of your French penises. Um, no, 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 it's sort of mine is very simple. It's kind of I'll, I'll trace it to you now, Louise. But it's kind of like one line. So you go ball, shaft ball and then little line across for the start of the helmet little line down for the urethra um and then i never i never do veins some people do veins that's their choice i will always almost always do spunk um and then i might just do like a few pubes like three kind of each side three (laughs) so he's got six in total oh god thank you Thank you so much for that. I feel like I can carry on with my day now. Oh, do you know what? If anyone's listening and they want to send us a photo on Instagram, right, please do send... If you want to draw draw a willy and send us a photo, do that because it's not really an item, is it? Joe's just, not got a lot going on. I'll just get so much joy out of it. <laughs> it will make me laugh every single time I see it. Wow. Okay. Um, thanks for that, Sarah. Let's move on to another story. Have you got one, Joe? I've got a message from Jenny, who is the original repeat offender. Hey, Jen. Can I call her Jen? Call her Jen. Yeah. Hi, she, Jen. she has, I feel like she's part of the family, except she gets none of the money, but neither do we. So, yeah, I was going to say, hold on. So I'm going to play the message from Jenny. 
Okay, so once when I was at working at Barchick, which was that bar review website, we were hiring someone to come and basically do all the boring businessy bits that me and Tats couldn't manage or have time to do or weren't able to do. Less creative, more brains, if you will. Um, we had one guy apply and he sounded like a bit of a tech wizard and quite brainy. So on the day of his interview, we were like, had high hopes for him. And then um, he arrived like 10 minutes late and he was super sweaty and in a full suit, which was weird. Um, anyway, he was like really flustered and he said that... Um, He'd been given his parents' sat-nav to find the office. So we were in Soho Square, and obviously the sat-nav was from their car. So it was giving him, like, a drive route. And Soho is obviously all, like, one weird one-way maze. So he'd basically gone up and down a million streets by foot for no reason, where he could have probably just, you know, just walked down one of them. So, I mean, that was quite funny. Oh. How many times have you been late um, because you've relied on, I mean, not a TomTom, who does that, but on Google Maps. TomTom is very sort of 2005, isn't it? Yeah. I got sent. This is the most random thing in the world. About two years ago, when I went, I went and did a tour of the south of France, just like a holiday. <laughs> of course you casual. did. <laughs> but TomTom, they were obviously doing like a new PR thing, sent me a TomTom for free, as long as I posted about it on Instagram. Now, you- I am not an influencer in any way, shape or form. And I never get sent free stuff. How random's that? Also, how much of a crossover in your followers is there between people who, who are interested in sat-naps? I don't know. That's got to be a very small section of the diagram, I would say. Uh, but hey, it was great. Um, anyway, I yeah, I'm always merch. late. Yeah, you never are. never get any merch. Yeah, you, you, you're, off, you're often late, aren't you? I mean, Sorry. that's. I'm not, no, no, I'm not having to go. I'm not having to go. Um, <laughs> are we actually talking here about who is late to situations between you and me? Oh, here we go. Is it time for a war? <laughs> go on, you go I first. I mean, I'm late, but you're later. Am I? Always. Am I? Yes. In, what, in what scenarios? Um, okay, so the last time we met, and we met for lunch, oh, yeah, and you late. said. <laughs> yeah, remember that one? Yeah, yeah. That you were 40 minutes late? I was 10 minutes late. What happens to the time? Um, what you need to do is leave earlier. I keep leaving earlier and it keep, things keep going wrong. Okay. But it's hard, is it? Google Maps, that is hard. That, like, I mean, that, that's particularly stupid. If he's a tech wizard and he's following a tom-tom on foot. I mean, I, I'd like to hire him. He sounds like a character. But... Yeah, he sounds great. But he does sound like a bit of a moron as well. What we need to learn or, you know, a bit of education coming from this podcast is that you have to add an extra 20 minutes, no, 15 minutes onto what Google Maps tells you. Well, it depends surely on the length of your journey. So it's got to be a percentage. I would say if your journey is an hour, I would maybe add 10% to leave six minutes early. Six? Is that no? I would always leave, even if it's half an hour, I'd leave an extra 10 minutes. Would you? Yeah, if Google I, Maps oh, says true. half an hour. Maybe we're solving why you're always late. I don't trust Google Maps, to be honest. It's uh, not that I don't trust it like the man's trying to get me. I mean, I do think that's happening. But Google, <laughs> yeah. Google Maps is like sabotaging my life. So I keep finding places that it says are open. And I know we're in a lockdown, but I think well, it's Google and they make enough money. Surely they're right about when Cafe Nero's open. I turn up, is Cafe Nero open? No, Louise, it's not. And yes, you're right. I can see by the look on your face, this is good content. <laughs> Wow. Have you ever had a job interview? Yeah, I'm just not, I'm really bad in job interviews. Like terrible. I mean, I've not had 
like that many formal ones, if you know what I mean. But I go to auditions. Yeah, yours are all sort of jazz hands and. Well, not now. They used to be. (laughs) No, now Now, just talking to to me on Zoom. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But the few I've been to, I remember once I went to a, you know, those temp agencies. Mm -hmm. And I went in to have the interview, which I kept calling an audition in the interview. So that didn't go down very well. And then she was asking me about spreadsheets and Excel. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, I can do it all. At which point she then opened Excel and was like, oh, can you just show me how to do this? I don't have a clue how to do that. Didn't get put on the rotor for the temp jobs to be like a receptionist. Oh, but that's awful. Like if you had to then show her how to use Excel. It was like a test afterwards. I was like, oh. Yeah, you didn't expect it to call you a bluff. No, exactly. I remember in my first ever job interview, so, and spoiler alert, I got the job. Did so you? So I worked at B, in the BHS home and lighting department from the age of like 16 to kind of 17. And then I quit and got a job at Fitness First. Anyway, right. Did you get some good discount? You got some uh, good lights? At BHS, well, right. It's not really anything you'd want at BHS. <laughs> I don't, does it still exist? I don't think it does, does it? I don't it? think it does. It was, it was the one in Kingston and it was, oh, it was a shithole. I mean, it was shabby AF. I'm not going to lie. I mean, once, for example, I was in there and I was standing behind the counter and I was watching a lady who sort of went up to the, uh, the sheets and sort of looked around and then like pulled and ripped open the packaging okay. on the sheets and then came up to me and she was like, this packaging's open. You need to give me a discount. And I was like... I've just seen you rip it open. And she was like, you're calling me a liar. I was like, well, in this case, yes. Yes. Also, <laughs> uh, just pick up the one behind and have that. I'll take this oh. one. She was like, oh, I can't believe you could. I started making a big scene. Like, obviously, she'd gone to... It's a bit like you with the Excel thing, but more extreme. She'd gone too deep into the lie. <laughs> yeah. Then the security guard came out. I was like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, she's calling me a liar. He's like, yeah, I watched you open the sheets on the camera. It was that sort of joint. It was... Yeah. I mean, it was a hole. Put it this way. I was on £4.53 an hour. They called all the staff together oh. one day. And they said, guys, good news, you're all getting a pay rise. Uh, you're going up to £4.61 an hour. So after tax, um, on my 12-hour shift, that meant I got about an extra 70p a day. <laughs> Would you get taxed on that amount? Oh, I got taxed. Did you? I was getting taxed, not a lot, but it was like 15%, which when you're making, God, about 40... Uh, I mean, gross was about... 50 pounds a day so after tax i was on about 38 pounds a day for doing 12 hours do you not remember though when that seemed like a lot of money well these were the days my local that i used to drink in was like one pound 63 for a pint Stop it! there used to be quite a lot of fights in there but if you get past the brawling men um <laughs> i'll never forget this was actually not too long ago um i was wet in where did i go sunderland and oh, Sunderland, in- like, are you like Louise? How's it going? And I'd never been there before. Had a lovely time. Went into the Weatherspoons. Did you? I did have a nice time. I went to see friends. It was great. You got friends in Sunderland? Yeah, don't sound so what? I just, I just can't. I firstly can't imagine you getting off the train in Sunderland. And then I just can't imagine you knowing anyone who lives in Sunderland. Having been to Sunderland, it's just not Louise Gookie. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Offending everyone. But yeah, so I went into the Weatherspoons because my train was, well, I was early to the train station and I could get a large glass of Pinot Grigio, obviously, for like £2.50. Oh, sorry, <laughs> so you... what is this magic? 
Sorry, right. Have you dreamt this? You are in the Weatherspoons in Sunderland. None of this sounds like if this if none like, if I had to guess like three facts about you, I'd be like, okay, well that one's obviously the light. When did this happen? Like, well, no, before lockdown, so two years ago. You went to Sunderland and had oh a my God. pint of wine in a Weatherspoon. I can't. Is there photographs? I didn't have a pint of wine. Oh, Louise, it's Sunderland. Love you. Could I have a pint? <laughs> no, no, fair, no. Do you know what? Fair play to you. I just can't imagine it. I mean, that's not where I thought this story was going. That's extraordinary. No, but it's, it's jolly cheap in a Weatherspoons. But like compared to Weatherspoons in London, that's super cheap. That was amazing. That's fair. Have you ever worked in a pub? No, I haven't. I've worked behind a bar in a theatre. <laughs> yeah. In Sunderland. No, in Peterborough. Woo woo. Um, how was that? I mean, fine. Everything was in bottles. So you just undid them. and. Oh, that's quite good. Yeah. Do you know what's crap about working behind the bar? Everyone's drunk and you're not. I know. I'd, I'd hate it. I really would. I hate it. I, I think I've told you this before. I, um, I spilled a tray of coffees all over a group of yummy mummies in the Anglers in Teddington. I was only 18. I was really nervous. I'd never like made were posh they, coffees for people. Were they quite hot as well? No, were they weren't. They were just like your classic stuck up Southwest London mums. And I was 18 and they were being like a bit short with me. And I, just, I was only working there like on holiday from college or something because I needed an extra 20 pounds or whatever and then afterwards I was all depressed and um went and locked myself in the storeroom and sat on the giant sack of chili puffs which was about four foot tall picked a hole in it and ate the chili puffs straight out <laughs> I think you told that story um a couple of episodes ago it's brilliant brilliant hi I'm Louise and I'm Joe. And we present That's Embarrassing, the podcast where you send us your embarrassing stories and we read them out to see if we can all learn something from our horrific mistakes. And in 2021, the podcast is going big. Not only are we going to be releasing one episode a week, but we're also launching a Patreon. Where you can support and sponsor the show for as little as £3 a month to help us spend a bit of cash on the pod for stuff like equipment, crystal meth, studio space, sex workers, editing, and a tiny little butler kidnapped from his homeland to come and live in my flat and feed me pop chips. Plus, our patrons will get a whole load of exclusive content, including an entire additional episode every week. And the odd tasteful nude snap. You can sign up at patreon.com forward slash that's embarrassing. Thanks Thanks for for your support. Can I tell you about a job interview I had? So the, actually, the BHS job interview, I was going to say, all that happened was randomly my hand started bleeding in the middle of the interview. So I had okay. to then like put my bloody hand in my pocket and the blood was like coming through the trouser. So like when I went to shake the man's hand at the end, I really remember it because his name was Clarence because he looked really like oh. the footballer Garth Crooks and I've never forgotten it. And I had my hand in my pocket because my hand inexplicably started bleeding. <gasps> during like, Not stigmata, but I went to a another job not a job interview right but when I left university so uh, I did history and I studied at Leeds and my initial life plan was I wanted to be a historian which would have been a better life choice imagine that if I'd have been a historian it's just none nothing about it would have worked <laughs> but I basically so I went for an interview to at Birkbeck University down in London to do the master's course okay. in modern history Right. So I was going to do that. And the plan was to do a PhD and I wanted to be an academic researcher and work at like the National Archives or something. I know I have completely the wrong personality for that, but that's what I wanted to do at the time. You would have drawn penises in the books there. It would have just been awful, Louise. It'd be, I'd have been fired so quickly. It would have been a disaster. <laughs> but anyway, so when I met the professor and she and I were kind of talking in 
uh, her study. And she was very short, right? And I don't know about you, but when I'm having social interactions with people that I'm nervous about, I start kind of second guessing everything. Okay. So I was sort of thinking, oh, she's short, isn't she? While she was talking to me. And then I thought, oh, no, okay. Right. Is it going well? Do you think she likes me? Am I looking at her too much? Maybe don't look at her that much. Like really freaking out about it. Then like it seemed to go quite well. We talked at length about Stalin, really bonded about the collectivization of uh, farms and that sort of thing. Okay. And then when I left her study, I was walking out. And I was like, oh, it's gone quite well. I think maybe she'll accept me onto the course. As I got to the doorway, my brain kicked in and just went... Joe, you haven't shaken her hand. You haven't shaken her hand. If you do not shake her hand now, she'll think you're rude. You will not get into the course and it will ruin your life. This alarm was going off in my head. So I got to the doorway, but the problem was I was then in the doorway, so I didn't have much space. So I turned around and my hand was sort of quite close to my chest because I couldn't get it all the way out. And her being quite a small lady, I turned around and put my hand directly onto her boob. Brilliant. <laughs> and she's it was sort of this moment where our eyes met, which felt like about a minute, but it could only be in half a second. I was like, oh, Thank you very much. It's like I'd said goodbye by squeezing her boobs <laughs> and walked out. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that was good. Have you ever touched anyone up in an interview? Um, no, I've hugged good. someone. Yeah, that's, inapp- that's really inappropriate, yeah. I think. And it was, again, like a temp-type job instead of... Because, like, in theatre auditions and, like, you just hug people. I mean, not the people sitting behind the panel, but if you know them. But at the end, like, when you say bye, there was none of this handshake stuff. You'd always just sort of give a couple of kisses and be like, okay, bye, thanks. Um, And yeah, I did that in an interview and the person was not expecting it. I think there should be rules that are like decreed by the government about greetings. Like it should always start with a handshake. I actually really like a fist bump, to be fair. But like, I've always liked that. I think we should just stick to the elbow bumps now. Do you like it? I just quite like like the fist bump, just like wagwan. Like that's quite like... I mean, neither of us are cool enough to do fist bumps. Speak for yourself. But that's quite, and also because men don't even like sort of touching each other at all, really. We're very sort of emotionally stunted. So me and my friends will always kind of spud. That's like, that's always been our thing. But now some of my friends, like some of the more flighty artistic ones, want a hug. Yeah. I hate it. Do you hate it when I hug you? No, I'm used to it because you're a girl and I sort of, I know you do it on purpose because you know it makes you feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, that's why I do the slightly prolonged ones. Yeah, I know you do. And it's sort of like, I can see your face beaming as you go into the <laughs> hug because you know it's going to be awful for me. But I just hate that. And it's like when I, like when I would meet girls on first dates and stuff, I would think, oh my God, like are we, I would text them before and be like, are we kissing? Is it one cheek or two? Because I just oh, don't want to get it wrong. You're a story for someone well, worst date, some guy texts me to ask how we were greeting. Yeah, I've done, I have literally done that I don't, several times. Yeah, I mean, it is super awkward. I generally just go for the hug. I'm that person. I don't care. Yeah, I know, but it's easier if you're a girl because people expect that. If you're, I just think a firm handshake. What's wrong with a firm handshake? Men or women? What if your hand's sweaty? You get away with it. If you no, you've them. got, right. No, you've got to, like, as you approach, you've got to just do the wipe down your leg quickly. You've got to be ready for that. You've got to be ready <laughs> for that. There's nothing when you see someone coming at you they wipe their hands and then hold it out i'm like what the hell has been on there oh yeah no i suppose i never thought of it like that but yeah, no, <laughs> that's what people are thinking oh it's not like something's on there like i've been jollying myself a- i mean I, I don't think that but it could be anything right shaking hands with a one-eyed milkman stop it until he's sick stop it <laughs> i should hear another story from listeners because it's not it's not all about us louise god okay so i've got one from emily Hi, Emily. So yeah, Emily is quite sarcastic and she went into a job interview and she was super nervous. Now, do you remember the Friends episode where Chandler 
had the interview and he's really good in it. And the guy says... Duties. Duties. Yeah, yeah. So apparently during this interview, the person who she was being interviewed by said duties. And she started laughing, at which point she says, I then had to explain why I was laughing and told them that it was in reference to the friends. The person hadn't seen friends, didn't understand what was going on, and then was like, okay, well, thank you so much for coming. Oh, that's awful. Didn't get the job. That is absolutely awful. You just, I mean, friends, right? It's it's one of those things that you expect people to have seen and no references. When someone hasn't, it's, oh, I don't know. I don't think I'd want that job. Yeah, and it's like, come on. like, And I don't, and people take everything so seriously. At the end of the day, it's just a job and like... We're not, we're not here very long, so just enjoy yourselves. Like, don't we? If, yeah. if someone actually accidentally talks about poo, don't worry about it. I've got a good one in from Will, right? Okay. Will said during his interview at Absolute Radio, he accidentally slagged off their playlist, but still got the job. I quite like that. But places sometimes like the criticism. This is the thing. There's no right answer. Some places go, okay, well, how would you do it better? And if you genuinely can come up with a better way... Why wouldn't they give you a job? You can't go, it's rubbish though, can you? You need to do it constructively. I'm sure Will didn't do it like that. I don't know. Yeah, he might have done. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Because you want to seem like you're proactive and you've got ideas, but equally you don't want to slag off their life's work. Also, the person in, the, I mean, it's a massive corporate machine, isn't it? The person interviewing probably didn't care too much. Yeah, well, it was actually, it was the head of the station. Oh, well, in which case, well done, Will. I don't know what else you did in that interview to get the job, but... <laughs> he was work. the only candidate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't. He's, he's an excellent producer and a lovely man. Right, OK. Uh, Louise, have you got anything? Yeah, Becca, she burped in an interview. You know when a little one sneaks out in the middle of a conversation, middle of a sentence? That happens just... to you sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But normally when I'm... Talking to silent. me. Silent, yeah. Not that often on air, or not that often when it's... I have to control my... I find it endearing. Thanks. Yeah, but she was in a job interview in the middle of a sentence and just a cheeky burp came out. That, no. There's just so many things that could go wrong. Yeah, I do. I don't. Yeah, I do. I saw my personal trainer the other day. I bumped into him and he farted. We we both really, really laughed. (laughs) I'm laughing now at the memory. So that's the story. That's all there is to the story. (laughs) My friend, my friend George sent me a voice note that his brother had sent him of a fart he recorded. And I was actually in tears, like sitting on the sofa listening to it. One of the funniest things I've seen in lockdown is Joe Wicks, you know, when he was doing the live yeah, show yeah. and it went live too early and he farted just before he went on and it broadcast to like the millions of people he was doing his personal training. Did he to. laugh? Well, afterwards, because he didn't realise. That's very funny. Yeah. But I mean, he's quite cool, isn't he? So I was kind of, I was filming something last week and I obviously I knew I was on mic, but I was sort of taking a risk and like, letting them out just before we were going live and there was a couple that were quite loud and I saw the sound man sort of look up and I was like yeah that's right boy <laughs> you know what's happened but just keep strong. I feel so sorry for the sound guys they, they hear so much yeah and do you know what because obviously they tell you right I'll make sure you turn your microphone off when you go to the toilet or make sure you tell the sound man 
Just didn't bother. You don't. You don't do it. Oh, I always do. I always turn it off. I learned that mistake once when, again, this was years ago when I was in, in a show and what, someone went to the loo and during the show, so the sound operator hadn't put their mic down and they went to the toilets and it broadcast across the auditorium and everyone on stage was just like, what is happening? It was a number one. <laughs> right, have you, got, have you got another story? Yeah, so this was someone who was doing the interview. So it was, uh, how do I explain this? So there were video interviews. They were being sent in and it was like to answer three questions, you had to do it on a video. And they said, we got this one application that came through and her first question that she was responding to, she stumbled over her words and ended up, now I'm just going to say what they've written, ended up making a sound that was something similar to this. And then carried on, but got so disheartened because she couldn't figure out how to re-record it that the next two questions, she was just like, yeah, so yeah, I do this and this. Oh, I I think that's really sad. Like, I feel it's such a stressful situation isn't it and what one of the things i hate and obviously this isn't applicable to everyone but like like you said like an audition or like a screen test is a form of job interview yeah and like but that that was a like a normal job interview yeah that was just like i suppose in covid times you just send it in but like my point is like when you do this sort of thing you kind of go in and it's like might be for a tv show or more likely some crap online thing and you're kind of auditioning wow. for it um oh yeah sorry i am available um, exactly but like you sort of you audition for it and it's nothing like the final show will be it'll be like a guy filming on his iphone or something and but yeah we want to put you under pressure to recreate the show and it's like this isn't recreating the show i for example the other day i did one over zoom which i didn't get and the guy interviewed me and he was like i'm sure he's a nice man but the, in my 10 minutes with him he was sort of a bit like thought he was like a bit cool kind of like he's a bit like something out of um nathan barley if you got that reference ask your parents kids but basically he was kind of like so like, hey joe so can't actually tell you uh what it is that we're working on but Ugh. i do have a couple of exercises for you during the interview and i thought i don't really want it mate but it's just a bit of easy money to shoot some crap online stuff and he went okay tell me three things you like about yourself and I was like, um, oh, wow, oh. such an inventive question that you don't get asked at every audition. But then he also went, tell me three things you don't like you about don't yourself. You don't like about yourself. And afterwards he went, well done, pleased with that. The reason I asked you that is because the script is going to be generally broken down into three parts. And I wanted to make sure you were comfortable saying three things. I was like, well, yes, I'm an adult human. So <laughs> also, of course I can talk in... Do you mean- like a story, the beginning, middle and end, which every script and TV show is basically based around. But also, like, as he had people on there go, oh, I'm sorry, Derek, I can, I can say four things. I can say two things. I cannot <laughs> and I will not do three for you. It's like, what are you talking? And in what way does that possibly replicate the job? I didn't oh get it. <laughs> I hate all those questions. Where do you see yourself in five years? Not here, mate. I've got, I've got a clue. Yeah. Depends how this interview goes, right? Yeah, not looking at your stupid face, mate. <laughs> Just, I, I can't, like, people who genuinely ask those questions, I, no, I don't want the job. It's awful. Except I do, and please hire me. Can we finish on a office party one from Harry? At my last job, we had Christmas drinks after I'd been there for perhaps a month. 
It was all in a bar in St. Paul's. Very busy. Maybe 60 people from my immediate team were there. I didn't know anyone that well. I was trying to make a good impression. I went to the toilet. I was having a wee in the urinal, but badly misjudged a fart and pooed myself. <laughs> oh, what? I've never known panic like it. I ran to the cubicle and there's no toilet roll or a lock on the door. I ran to the women's loo and got in a cubicle, took my pooey pants off and turned around to find also no toilet roll. Waddled to the next cubicle and got caught by a woman. I ditched those pants in the cubicle and the trousers because they also had poo on them. I ran out of the fire escape. With no trousers on? (laughs) Well, okay, I ditched the pants in the cubicle, but the trousers also had poo on them. I ran out of the fire escape, jumped in a black cab, straight to Top Man in Oxford Street, dressed in my poo-stained trousers and proceeded to buy new pants and trousers, ditched the old ones in the changing room at Top Man. Hot-footed it, back to the party. My boss asked if I'd been out to buy drugs. <laughs> I'd say yes. I think that's less embarrassing. That, I'd rather say I'd been out buying crystal meth than I'd pooed yeah. myself and had to change my trousers. And got caught by one of the female members of staff. He, ha- he follows up on that. He says, um, I also bought identical trousers and pants so as not to be rumbled. I don't know why I bought the same pants because no one knows what pants you're wearing. Spent £40 on a three pack of Calvin Klein's and gave the other two to the cab driver as I could hardly come back to the party with two pairs of pants, could I? Also, does the cab driver want that present? Of t- How did that conversation start? Hi, um, would you like some pants? You'd, They're good ones. You'd probably say yes just because you'd be so baffled. Yeah. I think that's a nice place to leave it, Louise. <sighs> yeah, okay. If you want to hear more of this kind of stuff, go to patreon.com forward slash that's embarrassing. Send your messages to embarrassingpc on Twitter, embarrassingpod on Instagram, or that's embarrassingpod at gmail.com. And remember, specifically this week, we want your drawings of penises. Peni? Penises. Peni. I'm so excited. Shall we just not talk and let him talk for the whole episode? He's... We'll just intro it and outro it. Yeah, if you've let him carry on. never heard it before, he's got the most amazing voice. Oh, I love him. He's so funny. <laughs> uh, he's going to be I want absolutely him to be brilliant. my best friend. I think you've got a good chance. Yeah, that's what I'm going to work on. You could replace me with him. Okay. I feel like my walls just fall down. Something just fall out of your ceiling? Right, okay, that's it. See you later, guys. Bye. Hi, I'm Louise. And I'm Joe. And we present That's Embarrassing, the podcast where you send us your embarrassing stories and we read them out to see if we can all learn something from our horrific mistakes. And in 2021, the podcast is going big. Not only are we going to be releasing one episode a week, but we're also launching a Patreon. Where you can support and sponsor the show for as little as £3 a month to help us spend a bit of cash on the pod for stuff like equipment, crystal meth, studio space, sex workers, editing, and a tiny little butler kidnapped from his homeland to come and live in my flat and feed me pop chips. Plus, our patrons will get a whole load of exclusive content, including an entire additional episode every week. And the odd tasteful nude snap. You can sign up at patreon.com forward slash that's embarrassing. Thanks Thanks for your your support. support.